Hello, this is Gary Hetchens with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. A short Bible study every day, only about 13 minutes or so long, but that gets us into God's Word every day, and that's important because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. We encourage you to share these short studies every day with everybody you can. You know people in your life, probably some within your own family, who need to turn their lives around spiritually. They need to come to God. They need to start thinking about their soul's salvation. Share through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can every day. You may help somebody turn their life around. You may help somebody get to heaven. What a great blessing for them, but also a great blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today. We're going to conclude our line of thought and study talking about, well, the kind of preaching the devil really likes. Yeah, he's got some favorite sermons, I suspect, or at least lines of preaching that he would say, well, that's a great sermon right there. Well, what are we talking about? We spent the first two or three sessions together in this series talking about preaching that teaches false doctrine, that is, incorrect biblical teaching, preaching that, that changes what God's Word says or comes short of what it says or maybe adds to it or twists it around. Oh, the devil loves that kind of preaching because that leads people away from God. It leads people to think that they can do such and such or maybe not do anything at all and they'll still be okay in God's eyes. False doctrine. We're talking about erroneous teaching, teaching that is inaccurate, that, it, that contradicts actual, actually what the Bible says. And that's God's word, what the Bible says. So we need to be careful when we contradict what the Bible says, we're contradicting what God says. But then we also talked about weak preaching from a number of different perspectives. Weak preaching. Weak preaching leads to a lack of conversions because people will be left thinking, I'm okay. I can live with this other person, this man or this woman, outside of matrimony without being together. We can just cohabit together. We can live like we're married, even raise children together. We're okay. We don't have to be married. That's not what the Bible says. Weak preaching, they leave people thinking, ah, I can just continue to not even be bothered about being a member of a church or being in worship service or studying God's word. I can curse, I can swear, I can lie, I can cheat, I can steal, and I'm okay because God loves everybody, doesn't he? Well, a lot of preaching, that'll, that'll get you to that kind of basic understanding. You're okay, however you are homosexuality, all kinds of sexual promiscuity, adultery, all of that's okay. You don't have to change. So why should you convert? Why should you become a dedicated Christian if you're okay the way you're living in whatever lifestyle of sin that might be? Weak preaching also causes weakened faith because it leaves people really not knowing much Bible. I remember for a number of years, I was asking people, who became Christians, I, I, I would ask them, uh, do you still think you, you did the right thing? Well, they would invariably say yes. And then I'd say, are you learning anything? And I, I was rather struck with uh, repeated statements by different individuals saying, I've learned more Bible in the last month than I learned in the last 10 or 20 years, or statements like that. 
We see weak preaching doesn't really emphasize that much Bible. Just tries to make you feel good and make you feel positive in a negative lifestyle from a spiritual perspective. Weak preaching eventually leads to church problems because there's no real direction there except just kind of wishy-washy and touchy-feely and all of that. And so all kinds of false teaching or false practices, anti-biblical practices can take place and, and the people don't know because they don't really know much Bible. Weak preaching also causes confusion and misunderstandings. Well, again, because the basis of that is they just don't know much scripture. And so how can they recognize error or inaccuracies when it is brought into a church when they don't really know what the truth is on those matters? But then the opposite of that is what we began looking at last time, strong preaching, strong preaching. And a lot of people would say, oh, that's negative. (laughs) Listen, if you know somebody who needs to go see a doctor because they obviously have some kind of medical problem going on there. Maybe they've got a, you know, their, their feet are swelled up, or maybe they're, they're coughing and sneezing. Maybe they can hardly breathe. Maybe there's some other obvious characteristic or symptom that is appearing on an ongoing basis. Their life is in danger, and you just pat them on the head and give them a hug and smile real big and say, oh, you know, it's okay. You don't need to do anything you know, God loves you, and we love you, and just, you know, you're okay. You're not helping that person. You're doing a disservice for that person. They may end up dying because you did not encourage them. You need to go see a doctor. You want me to call somebody? You want me to take you right now? Well, strong preaching helps hearers learn the Bible because it preaches Scripture. Strong preaching shows respect for biblical authority. It says, look, there is a standard. Now, we understand that that is the absolute fact of the matter in virtually every other area of life. If we want to get a paycheck every week, we need to go to work every day. We need to stay true to our job, to our job not only experience but expectation from our employer. We understand we've got to drive according to the rules if we don't want to get traffic citations and end up losing our license. We understand we buy a car, we're going to have to pay the payment every month for however many years that contract is laid out. The same thing with the house. If we're going to rent a house, we're going to have to pay the rent every month. Buy a house, we're going to pay the mortgage payment every month. We understand that. Strong preaching shows respect for biblical authority, biblical authority. And so it says, hey, there is a way that God has laid out for us, and we need to live by those teachings. God expects us to do so. Jesus said, be faithful until death, and I will give you the crown of life, Revelation uh, 2 and verse 10. What does faithful mean? It doesn't mean just believing. It means believing to the point of living by those teachings. Remember that Jesus said in John 12 and verse 48, Uh, He who rejects me has one who judges him. He who rejects me does not receive my words has one that judges him. The words that I have spoken will judge him in the last day. Yeah, we're going to be judged according to the teachings of God's word. Why do you think he gave us the Bible to begin with? Strong preaching also helps avoid misapplication. Misapplication. We look at Second Peter chapter three, Second Peter chapter three, and 
want to look at verse 16. And here the Apostle Peter wrote, as also in all his epistles, speaking in them of these things, in which are some things hard to understand, which untaught and unstable people twist to their own destruction, as they do also the rest of the scriptures. Now, Peter's talking about some of the things that Paul wrote in his various letters of scripture, being guided by God to write what he wrote. And Peter, he points out that there are some people who are untaught and unstable, they twist the scriptures to their own destruction. Now, did you catch that last phrase, their own destruction? It's not okay to change what the scriptures say. We cannot add to them. We cannot take anything away from them. We cannot twist them out of shape and make them fit what we want them to say. No, no. Almost the last two verses in the New Testament, Revelation 22, verses 18 and 19, John wrote, I testify to everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book. If anyone adds to these things, God will add to him the plagues that are written in this book. And if anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part from the book of life, from the holy city, and from the things which are written in this book. Now, that's not the only place where we read that kind of instruction and prohibition against changing God's word. It's really basically all through the scriptures. Deuteronomy chapter 4 and verse 2, Deuteronomy 12 and verse 32, Proverbs 30 verses 5 and 6, Galatians chapter 1 verses 6 through 9. We cannot change God's word and still be true to his teachings. Well, strong preaching also follows the biblical precedent. Jesus often said, it is written. In fact, those three times after he had fasted for 40 days in the wilderness, and the devil showed himself before Jesus and started tempting him. In response to every one of those temptations, Jesus said, it is written. Strong preaching helps people really learn the Bible and have an appreciation for it. And even be excited to learn more and more to have that desire. It is written, Jesus said. The devil knows what is written in God's word. We need to know so that he doesn't present himself through some avenue of temptation. Maybe preachers who preach false teaching and teach us something that is not true to what God's word says. We need to know what it says. Peter's sermon on Pentecost had quotations from Old Testament scriptures. He was preaching what was written. Joel chapter 2, Psalm 16, Psalm 110, 2 Samuel chapter 7. Strong preaching fulfills the purpose of preaching, and that is to help us understand what the truth of God's word really is, the instructions, the warnings. Remember what Paul wrote in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. It is God's very word and is profitable for doctrine, that is for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Strong preaching helps us to grow spiritually, to develop our spiritual muscles, so to speak, and to be what God really wants us to be. That's the difference between weak 
preaching and strong preaching. Yes, we need to preach the love of God. God loves us so much that he blesses us on an ongoing basis, basically. And he loves us so much that he sent his son to die on that cross as the perfect sacrifice to pay the price for the guilt of our sins. John 3.16, Romans 5 and verse 8. In fact, read through Romans 5 and, and verses 6 through 10 there if you really want to get a broader picture of just how much God loves us. Every good gift, every perfect gift is from above. It's from God. He is the blessing giver. James chapter 1 and verse 17. God loves us, but he loves us so much, he corrects us when we're going astray. And he's laid out those corrections in his word. He loves us so much, he has given us the instructions as to guide us in the best lifestyle we can live with the greatest hope. And that is being saved through Jesus Christ and being able to look forward to a home in heaven with him for all of eternity. And that's eternal life. God loves us that much. But he knows the devil is our enemy. 1 Peter 5, verses 8 and 9. And he's out there like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. He wants to, the devil wants to bring us down and wants to ultimately lead us to eternal condemnation in hell. But God loves us so much, he's sent his son to make the way for us to overcome the devil through the gospel. And God has given the writers his guidance to write the best way, the best lifestyle that we can live. And there are warnings in there against sin, but there are also promises of blessings if we will live according to those teachings. Strong preaching, true treat teaching, preaching that is consistent and that is faithful to the word of God will lead us to heaven. We need to know what that teaching, what that kind of preaching, we need to know what God's word says because we grow in our faith through hearing the word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. We'd like to help you in your life. We'd like to help you be strong in your faith. We'd like to help you get to heaven. Contact us through our website at churchofchrist.com, churchofchrist.com. Click in the email link, and we'd love to send you a free Bible study or talk with you or pray with you. You can phone us at 402 498 8397. We'd be glad to send you a free Bible study. We'd be glad to pray with you, study with you, help you to learn God's word more thoroughly. And God wants you to be with him in all, through all eternity in heaven. He's waiting for you, but you've got to come to him, his way. Let's pray. Father, help us to see the truth of your word, to embrace it, to love it, and to live by it, Father. Help us to recognize the dangers that the devil will throw at us through false teaching. And also help us to be on guard against weak preaching that leaves us, well, just unprepared and keeps us in a spiritual state of infancy rather than maturity. Your word will help us to grow, to be mature Christians. Help us to really long for that, Father. We give you the glory, Father. We ask you, Father, please, 
forgive us and hear our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.